Hello, hello, folks. Welcome back to Walk It Off. You're probably fine. I am your host, Thad Burkamper. This week, we are talking to Tawana Anderson, and uh, we dig into life, how things can throw some curveballs, how your mindset is going to be the one and only tool you have in order to navigate uh, the curveballs that life throws, and uh, what coming out on the other side looks like. I appreciate Tawana's honesty her openness and her candor as we jumped into some some dirty grimy stuff and uh, came out i believe with a couple of lessons learned so hope you enjoyed as much as i enjoyed interviewing her and thank you again tawana all of her information is in the post here so if you need to find out more about her just click one of those links enjoy This week we have Juana Anderson in front of us. Um, she has made an hour for me, and I appreciate it. So first and foremost, I just want to say thank you, Juana, for your time. Oh, you're welcome. And I, um, I'm curious. We, I, I set up kind of a new um, um, layout for the podcast just recently, and I'm liking the way it's working. So. What I'm going to do is I've got five questions, and those five questions will spark other conversations, but really the five questions give us a really good outlook on who we're talking to, uh, what they're about, you know, all those kinds of things. So if you're ready to go, I'm ready to go, and we can just dig in. Okay, I'm ready. All right. The first question is, what are you? What am I? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, I am a speaker, an author, a mom. Um, yeah, that about sums me up. Uh, I am a STEM girl or woman, as you you know, some people might say. You say a STEM? Yes. Like STEM? Technology, engineering, and math. Awesome. Yeah, go ahead. So um, that is who... Yeah, that's me. Um, where where did you get tied into the uh, STEM aspect of things? Was that uh, did you know you were heading that direction all all the time, or was it later on that you kind of figured out, oh, this makes sense for who I am and what I'm all about? Um, no, actually, I initially wanted to be an FBI agent. <laughs> Holy buckets! <laughs> yes, but um, for me, um, I guess. Computers just came kind of naturally. I love to fix things. So um, it's just, and I like to not know what my day is going to be like. Yeah. And being in this industry kind of is like that. I just, I like the challenge and I like not knowing, you know, I just can't do the same thing every day. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I have so many stinking different projects that go on and most of it is just an attempt to learn a new skill or learn a new uh uh, just get into a new knowledge base um, that, yeah, I'm, I, I get very bored very quickly and very, not complacent, but kind of, kind of stir crazy if I'm not kind of digging into a new, a new area. Is that, is that the same for you or you? Yeah, you it's the same for me. Um, and like, like I said, I just, I like fi fixing stuff and I like learning. And so when things happen throughout the day, um, you're constantly learning. 
Right. So that's just one of the things that I'm really, you know, kind of big on. So. Yeah. And, and you say that kind of matter of factly, but I would challenge that. Um, people I've seen them go through an entire day without learning a thing <laughs> if they don't want to. So there's got to be a little bit of a hunger for that. Where did you get that? Um, I don't know. I think I'm just like a, I don't know. I think I'm just a curious person or um, I like just knowing things for myself. I think that's what mostly where it comes from. So like, I'm not one of those people who ask people a question and then take what they say as the answer. Yeah. Or like, I mean, which is good because now we had the internet and anybody can put anything on the internet. Right. Being that person for so long has helped me like, you know, learn a lot of stuff because I'll just start digging in and trying to figure out what's right. You know, I don't just take what people say is what it is. That's maybe my main complaint about social media is the amount of take it and repeat it that... <laughs> that so many people just throw information that they have not vetted at all. They have not done yeah, the smallest good. amount of research. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it is horrible. So when you say like fixing things, are you on the on the fixing the actual product or are you fixing the, the coding that's going into it? What what do you actually do? I don't know. Well, what I've done for a very long time is actually maintain the system that a um, ARP, a ERP, I'm sorry, actually ran on. Um, and so that's working with developers who actually do code and then taking their code and compiling it and putting it on the server and maintaining those servers. Um, but recently I have found myself wanting to get into cybersecurity. And so I have been actually doing that lately. Um, and I'm in the process of taking a couple certifications and moving my career over to cybersecurity. I was going to be my next question. You, This isn't um, a passion that you've decided to follow and and just kind of found yourself investigating. This is something you went to school for? Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And where, where did you go to school? Um, so um, as far as, actually I was in the military. And um, so that's, that's when my first schooling actually started. Um, I used to fix radars in the military. Sweet, what branch? Yeah. So um, Army. So I uh, used to repair radars and then I learned about like ACDC circuits and things like that. And that just kind of led me into IT. And yeah. so from there, I went and got a networking degree from Remington College. And um, so I have a degree in networking and then I have a master's in uh, actual, actually um, global business because I thought that I would like move abroad and kind of do some IT stuff you know, I had done it for so long, I didn't want to get my master's in IT, so I decided I would just get it in global business, um, and really, I thought I was going to move, but just really want to work for a global company and deal with other countries. Yeah, so you're um, one of the IT nerds that we get to talk to when something breaks? Um, actually, you don't talk to me. You talk to someone else who escalates it to me if they can. Oh, <laughs> it's got to be a specific kind of problem to get to you. Yes, yes. So I have a question, and this is always interesting to me because when you think of a classic IT nerd, uh, you almost always think of a classic IT guy. So going through that schooling and having that be your focus, was there... <clears throat> A particular, um, well, were there particularly 
positive aspects of being a female in what what from the outside appears to be a male dominated uh, area or were there particular downfalls particular advantages was there anything there that that you got to kind of create your own path mm -hmm. and what what were some of those things so i don't think that there's really advantages per se okay um well maybe the advantages could be in an IT department, when people are dealing with them, they probably would rather deal with the female in the group because she's probably more compassionate or easier to talk to. Sure. Um, but in the group, being like one of the only females, sometimes it can be a thing of uh, do she really know what she's doing? Or right. even when you have vendors come in and you have to talk about getting a new product or buying a new product. And they get in a room and they see that you're in there and you just see their face like, okay, like, yeah, you know, and so, um, so that, that kind of is a thing. Um, recently in my cybersecurity class, it was all males and then another female came. And so it was two of us and the rest were males and they were pretty, I mean, cool, but then you have some people who are not, you know, like some males that just aren't, um, but I never worry about that. Like this is who I've always been for right. since I was a kid. So, I mean, growing up around mostly boys, uh, boy cousins. I'm the only girl in my family. Like I have brothers, so it doesn't bother me yeah. at all. Um, I have two sons, so <laughs> single parents. I'm the only was the only girl in the house, you know. So that kind of thing. So I don't really worry about it as much as some people probably would. And then not only that, but I'm not scared. Because if there's a problem or there's an issue, I'm going to speak up. Right. Yeah. And so it doesn't really bother me. But I do know that there are some cases where, you know, women feel intimidated or, you know, we get slighted in some things. But that just hasn't been the case for me as much. I've had some incidents earlier on in my career, but I can handle it. So. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That. The thing that kind of comes to mind when you talk about that, it seems like somebody in that position, there's there's like two camps, right? You can either give up and go home or you can continue on. Obviously, you did the continue on. And was it a, no, I'm going to prove them wrong? Or was it a, I don't have anything to prove to any of you. This is where I'm supposed to be. Um, it's a, I don't have anything to prove to any of you. Yeah, that's <laughs> beautiful. I love that. Because <laughs> I don't care. Because I'm here, so you just gonna have to give. You just gonna have to understand that I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Either yeah. you're gonna work with me or you're not. And not only that, but you're gonna need me, right? So, and you're gonna learn quickly that I have your back, and that plays a a good part in it too. Like once people feel comfortable with the way you work and knowing that you know what you're doing, and yeah. When stuff happens, you're not throwing people under the bus and stuff like that, you know, or being the girl, like using the women thing, like, oh, I got to get home to my kids kind of thing. No, you're in it, you know, so right. I think yeah. that that kind of plays a part in it. And no, I'm not, I don't have anything to prove to nobody. I'm sorry. I'm just not that person. Well, I think there is a, uh, there is a time and a place for I'm going to prove you wrong. Right? Yes. And, and but some people kind of live their whole lives by I'm going to prove you wrong. And then what do you if you go down that path for, for long enough, you don't get the chance to prove anything to you. You're proving it to everybody else. So. Yep. So at what point are you filling your own buckets with with uh, what you need as far as proof for who you are when yeah. it all depends on the outside? 
Yeah, and a lot of time you find out that those guys are insecure anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm 100% with you. Um, all right, so that is uh, what you are, and and some of the I I I just kind of write down single words as people you know as people are speaking, so that I can remember where we've been. And in the first 11, 12 minutes. I have Army, Radar, Fixing, ERP, Author, FBI, STEM, Master's, Global Business. And that is the largest range of words I've ever had on anybody's <laughs> interview so far. So I just want you to know we're doing well so far. I hope you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's kind of like I live a double life now. Yeah. But, well, and I think, I think everybody lives at least more than one. Like, if you're out with this group of friends or if you're out with this group of friends or if you're at work or if you're at home, I think there are switches being flipped all over the place. And, and yeah, I, I think uh, people are, are more malleable than they sometimes give themselves credit or even are aware, um, depending on what, what scenario, scenario you throw them into. So I don't think it's a bad thing that you live a double life. This is, this is all good. Um, Question two, why are you here? Why am I here? Why am I here as in as far as this planet or? Yeah, you can take that however you want. You can be as big or as small on that one as you want to be. Why am I here? Mm -hmm. um, I think that I'm here to encourage people to live a life that shines. I mean, that's really what my purpose is. Um, so with my business shine, shine stands when stuff happens is not the end. And that part of me is the part of me that really wants to see people shine and thrive and become everything that they are supposed to be, but also giving myself permission to do the same thing. So that's why. That's, so I, um, I didn't realize that shine stood for that. Like I said, I don't do a whole lot of research, um, but stuff happens, it's not the end. Yes. Is about as close to walk it off, you're probably fine as <laughs> anybody else's. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I like, I really like that mindset because, um, and the people that I've spoken to very recently, um, Tanya J. Miller gave me your information, I believe, and uh, she has a very similar thought process. I just talked to Jay Barnett. He has a very similar thought process, and we can't stop. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. we can't stop. What? Uh, uh, explain, explain to somebody that doesn't get it, because I, I know where you're going to go with this and I, I'm with you. But explain to somebody that doesn't get it what stuff happens. It's not the end actually means and, and what it looks like in somebody's life. So what it looks like in my life, um, so I'll just use my life because this sure. is, you know, so for me, I was a teen parent. I had twins at the age of 16. And for so long, I thought that when I walked in a room, that's all people saw of me. Right. And I thought yep. that that's all I was, right? And so I would dim my light. And so just like that thing happened to me, there are so many things that happen to people. It could be divorce. It could be, you know, you don't get a job that you're supposed that you think you're supposed to have or mm -hmm. all that stuff, right? But I learned that once I let that go and started shining my light. And I gave other people permission to do the same. So people look at me and be like, well, hey, she has all this, 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 and this going on, but 
she's still striving for her goals and she's still keeping moving. She still has amazing kids. You know, like those things, those moments don't define you, right? They might change you a little. You might have to adjust some things, but you you can't just sit in the corner and feel start, sorry for yourself, you know? And it, like I say, it empowers individuals to let go of the past and shine the present. It's just letting it go. I mean, not saying that you have to forget it, but use that to fuel you to be everything that you really want to be and don't let it just like, you know, just dim your light. Like, I just don't believe in that. I don't think that it's healthy. I don't think that's how we win. You know, I mean, and who wants to be the person who always feeling sorry for themselves? Like, you know, and like I said, I would walk in a room and I would think that's what people could see, would see of me. But the crazy thing about all of that was when I tell my friends I felt that way, they said they never saw that. They say that I've always shined, right? But if you don't see it, yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, that's Yeah, I I there's a lot of things that you just went through that are that are heavy enough to make an entire out of uh, an entire hour out of each one. One of them that I think is pretty stinking important though is if you want first off People are so rarely concerned with anybody but themselves. Uh, it, you can take some of that stress off. And Darren Brown um, said once, and I'm going to butcher it, but here's a here's a summary or a paraphrase: was um, you'll you'll find that it's a lot easier to stop thinking about what other people think of you when you realize how rarely they do. <laughs> yes, that's true. And everybody's so wrapped up in their own crap, right? And they're just trying to, they're trying to wrestle with their own thing. And they, you know, they might look across the room, say, say, see a teen mother, but, well, that's nothing compared to the thing that, that everybody's looking at me about, you know? And so yeah. I think there's, there's part of that that's, that, that there's an awareness switch that once you get that kind of in the skull, okay, now everything can ease up a little bit. And also it goes back to, you're going to prove them wrong or you're just going, this is where I belong and this is what I'm doing. Um, when you get to the, the switch to this is what I'm, this is just where I belong and this is what I'm doing, um, there's a huge freedom there that I think allows people to start turning up their bulbs a little bit. Yeah, because I mean, for me, it was never like proving people wrong. Oh, I had early age. Oh, I have to make sure my sons are. No, it was give them tools that they would need to survive and to become amazing. Right. And it was never to prove anybody wrong or make anybody feel bad about themselves or whatever. I mean, both of my sons are engineers. I am very grateful for that. Um, They both work hard for that, but it wasn't a. I got to make them better because I, I felt like I wasn't any, no, like we're just, you know, I just need you to shine just as well. And I need you to understand that stuff happens. It's not the end. You're going to get through whatever happens. And in that, and having that mentality made them the people who they are, because the crazy thing about it is this word shine has always been a part of our life because since they were five, I would always tell them, if you don't grind, you don't shine. Right. Always. Ooh. tell them. And so it meant that if they didn't do what they were supposed to do, they didn't work hard, they were never going to, you know, shine. And I would tell them this since they were five. 
And for this to evolve into something more than that later is just crazy. And one of my sons always say, mom, this is a lot of pressure. He's like, I just feel like we got to shine all the time. And I'm like, yeah. not to put a lot of pressure on you, but for them, they want what I'm preaching and teaching or what I'm saying to reflect their life. So other people can say, Hey, she's not just saying it, she's living it and they're living it as well. Yeah. Yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. That's, I've got a seven and a nine year old and they're, they're both good kids and they both have their individual talents, but I'm trying to drive into them right now. Mm -hmm. uh, your talent is only going to take you so far. The thing that naturally is a part of you, and if your talent isn't the thing that you love, then leave it by the wayside. Who cares that you're good at it? Go do the thing that you love, because yeah. you will look a lot better being mediocre, but putting all your heart into something over here, rather than following a talent without any heart. Yep. And that's that. It's a, that's a hard lesson to learn. That's a... What is it? If, if you don't grind, you can't shine. If you don't you grind, you don't shine. Yeah. If you don't, don't grind, grind, you don't shine. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's tough. And you've been telling them that since they were five. Yep. Yep. I mean, and not in a way like okay, crack the whip, but no. No, like, right, right, yeah. You know, if you want something, you're gonna have to put the time in. You're gonna have to put the work in. You're gonna have to be the person that you want to be. Like you, you just can't. Like we're not here to to play around like you have to put the work in and it translated into you know school and you know just being a good good i always tell people all the time like the thing that i'm most proud of about them is that they're good people yes yes they're really good people everywhere i go like i i could not go to the grocery store we live in like a kind of a like a small town in dallas like it's a suburb of dallas mm -hmm. and we have like the one kroger grocery store and walking in there when they were from elementary school other parents would see me in there and i would hate to go to the store because they would stop me and be like oh my god they're just so amazing oh my god they're this they're that oh, and I'm boy. Like, i hate going to the store with you like leave them at home because if anyone didn't know then i'm fine but if they were with me then they knew you know and just the fact that they were right. good people that they are good people is that's just like the most important thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. My, when my boys get in trouble and they do it often enough, um, I, there are times when I ask them, do you know why you're in trouble? And my oldest is now smart enough to have heard this and repeat it back to me. He says, because we're not turning into men that the world would want <laughs> because I've told them that so many stinking times. But it's they're going like, to remember that. Like, they're going to remember that. Like, when they're with their friends and they're doing something and they're going to be like, hmm, well, this is not something that a man would do that the world would want. Let me go yeah. home. You know, like. Yeah, I hope so. You know, like they, But my sons tell me this to this day, that those things were the things that they would think about. You know, like, even, I mean, high school getting tattoos. I just, I'm just one of those people that I just felt like it was too early, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not against them, but I just think that at that age, whatever you decide to put on your body is not something you will want to have on there forever. Right. And I remember all the kids would be having like these tattoo parties and all sorts of stuff. And they would be like, why are y'all not coming? And even one of their friends was like, do you know her? She would like kill them. And they would That's be like, funny. my mom don't play like, and it was like, well, once you get it, she can't do anything. They was like, no, she's not that kind of mom. Like we yeah. probably would have to find somewhere else to live. <laughs> like, you know. That's funny, <laughs> but that's good, and, and I think I think the only goal should be that they're good kids. I think that should be everybody's only goal. 
Yep. Like, just make them good humans. And then <laughs> if they have the job that they love or if they have time for a hobby that they love, you know, all, all of the life stuff. My brother and I had a conversation. We were at my, my oldest brother and I had a conversation of our middle brother's wedding. We were just watching his kids in on the dance floor, dancing at the reception. And out, out of nowhere, it was like silence for 15 minutes. But out of nowhere, he said, it's not about the job. And the background there is he went to school to be a park ranger. And at that point, he was selling insurance. He still sells insurance. And that's not the thing he was going after. But now he's got this family and he knows he can support this family. And it's like, kind of who cares, right? If you're yeah. doing if you're doing the family right or you've got this great group of friends that, that is your family and you, you know, connect with them, uh, there's so much that that just turns into almost nothing circumstance. Yeah, but most people are just figuring it out during this whole COVID thing. Like the stuff that yeah. we do. That is so like some of the times when I see people post things and I'm like, okay, it took that for you to learn this. Like, okay, like this is crazy that it took that for you to be home and like spend time with your kids and not like it just I'm just like it didn't make any it doesn't make any sense. Like now you get it. That's just crazy to me. Well, I, I will give them all a little bit of slack. And I'm one of them. I say them like I'm in a different group. I, I have trouble with that as well. Um, I'm always looking for, oh, that car would be nice or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think we um, have a little bit of that. Well, and that's uh, honestly, I think that is in large part just the way America runs. If you're not aiming for the bigger house or aiming for the promotion or aiming for the bigger car or whatever, or you know jet skis or something like it feels like it's just injected to into us yeah. through social all, media and all that stuff yeah and i and that's another thing like uh, what you allow like sometimes i'll go through my my following and figure out who i want to unfollow like people that i'm following yeah, and yeah. i'm like well, this if this thing doesn't make me feel good about myself if i'm seeing a person who is you know, doing something that's making me feel bad about where I'm at, then I'll just unfollow them. Like, I mean, it might sound crazy, but I don't no. want to feel bad about myself because I don't have the big mansion, which I don't need, um, or drive. I've been driving the same car forever, and my family is like, you need a new car. And it's just like, that wasn't important to me. I wanted to be able to afford college for two kids. And not everybody's like, okay, they're not in college anymore. What's your excuse? And I'm like, well, I like not having a car payment. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I 100% hear all that. And um, not even necessarily unfollowing people because they make you feel less than or anything. But mm -hmm. sometimes I just, I'll unfollow somebody because I don't have the mental strength and time to invest in reading the crap that's coming out of your thumbs. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah. And it's just not worth it. I would yep. much rather my my Facebook or Instagram was like my eight closest friends and nobody else. <laughs> the only problem with that is my friends don't post, and that, <laughs> which is crazy because I probably would be one of those people if I wasn't trying to build a shine brand. Yeah, right. And so what I've noticed is that like everybody that's close in my circle, I'm like both of my best friends like don't post much at all. Um, any other friends that are just as close don't post them. I'm like, I guess we're just a group of people who just like when we're together, we don't take pictures and post them. 
And that's I'm like, kind of you know, we're having like so much fun, but we're just always in the moment. And sometimes I'm the one that's like, let's take a picture, which to capture the moment because my mom has always taught me to capture moments. Yeah. But then we never post them or it's just funny. Yeah, my yeah. Um I I one hundred percent can't say that I'm that I'm really, really good at that because I take a lot of pictures and I post almost everything. <laughs> but I have caught myself a number of times where like the boys are doing something great and instead of grabbing my phone, I'm just like, Hey, I'm, I'm existing within this right now. Why don't I just remember this? <laughs> because <laughs> looking at it through the phone is so you're, you're already putting yourself <laughs> one step, one step further away from it instead of just being there, like just watch it happen. This is going to be great. Oh, he's going to hurt his knee. I can see it. You know, that kind of whatever. Yeah. I'm with you and and yeah, we're we're on the same page. I've started doing like, okay, for the first fifteen minutes or something, I'm gonna take pictures and then I'll put the phone away. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, something like that, just to kind of balance it, just to be in the moment. But I mean, I don't know, and even if I take fifty million pictures, sometimes I don't even post them. I'm like, what is wrong with you? So that's one of the things I can say that I've been struggling with with my brand, just like content and you know, the things that I want to share, the things that I don't want to share. Right. But then I wrote a book that's telling everybody on my business. But Tell still, me about that. Um, so the book is called Bruised and Broken to Shine. Ooh. And um, basically, it's just a memoir about my life. And it starts off from me as a kid and to uh, up to last year, um, like, and just going through my life and all the things that happened and how I overcame those things and the part that I that people love about the book after each chapter there are like lessons learned or things that you should have learned from that or what I learned from that oh that's so, perfect yeah so it reads well I didn't want to make something that wasn't something that anyone could read so it yeah. reads well and then not only that but with the um with the end of the chapter like bullet points people love that yeah i i was i actually noticed that that's a really smart thing to have added in there um i was listening to i was getting somewhat prepped right i don't do a whole lot of research but i was listening to a couple of jay barnett's things that he posted and in the middle of both of them he said what am i saying so he went on this this long this long almost speech thing and then he stopped himself said what am i saying and then he broke it down and I really liked that because, and then he did it again on the podcast, and I loved it because it was, he he's obviously dealt with all these thoughts, and and there are people, you, me, you know, lots of people, uh, everybody, who has dealt with a specific thought process and gotten all the dots connected, but when, you, when you're so comfortable or aware of it, then re- uh, distributing it to someone else, you might skip some of the dots because you know it. Yep. And yep. so he then stops himself and says, what am I saying? So what dots did I miss? What do I need to connect here for somebody that maybe isn't in the same place I am? So doing that in the middle of your book, that is the perfect, the perfect, like, okay, stop a second. Remember what you just read. These are the thoughts that I have after experiencing those things. These are the thoughts that I have after writing those things. These are the thoughts maybe you should be having right now. That's that's such a smart, smart thing to do. And and the book was Bruised and Broken to Shine. Yes. That's a that's a kick in the pants of a title. Holy cow. <laughs> I mean, for the light to come out, you have to be broken. God has to break you. 
plain and simple like he has to break you to get the light out because if you if he don't break you you might never shine like you gotta yeah. you gotta get the little breaks to get the light out yeah all right i'm, I'm with you on that i like that so speaking of light question three is was there a light switch moment for you was there a point in time that you can really look to where life was kind of cruising along at whatever it was whether it was good or bad and then this light switch moment happens where you are either aware of something new, a new circumstance hits you, or something that then changes all of life by like a degree and a half and has kind of sent it on a different path. Um, hmm. I've had several moments like that. <laughs> yeah, everybody's had a lot of them. Yeah, but um, the one that um, for me was like, so I started Shine like in 2014, where it was like the first time that I started and, you know, just preaching like stuff happens, it's not the end, stuff not, happens, it's not the end. Well, come 2018, um, my brother was murdered, right? Oh, so on my birthday. Oh, um, so, yeah. And so that was like a turning thing. And then like maybe, oh, and during that time, I'm finding out that I'm sick, but they don't know what's going on. So eventually we oh, find yeah. out what's wrong, right? And so in that moment with my brother passing, I had lost my grandmother like the November before that. It was just like so much stuff just was happening. Yeah. I get sick, I have to get on steroids, all those things. And then a light bulb went off and said that God sent stuff happens. It's not the end shine because in this moment, you're going to have to live it, right? So you've been preaching it to people and you've been saying stuff happens yeah. is not the end. Now yeah. let me see you live it. And so that for me was a light bulb. It was like, okay, so was that was that created for me to survive this? Or is it a test to see if I'm really about that life, right? <laughs> like, are you, yeah. really, are you really about this shine lifestyle that you're talking about? And so um, for a long time, a lot of my friends didn't even know that I was sick. And the ones that did know that I was sick, they said that they couldn't tell because I still had the same spirit. Um, lots of times I would be out. And my best friend, she kind of was there the whole time. She could look at me and be like, hey, and she would just change it to like, hey, y'all, let's go sit down and do X, Y, Z, because she knew that at the, in that moment, I was really trying to, you know, hang with everybody. And, and one time we went to visit my sons in Chicago and it was a lot of walking and she would be like, oh, let's find a little bar or something, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. She knew that I couldn't. But I was still there and I was still, you know, doing those things. And so for me, that was a light bulb moment for me. It's like, okay, are you going to live this thing that you've been preaching? And so it was like, <laughs> put up a shut up. <laughs> like, Unfor well, unfortunately, and I think fortunately, I, I believe that's where I am right now. Yeah. I'm my, and no, I, I should preface that. Um, much of the bad things that have happened to me are well in the past. <laughs> so, I wasn't even aware enough in the moment to start changing anything then. Um, but but a, a, a buddy of mine, his little girl was diagnosed with cancer. And they went through, um, you know, chemo and all that stuff. And now she's in remission. So that's that's fantastic. And I was I remember just talking to him. And I was wondering, and this was after she was, you know, uh, medically cleared and said, you're good, basically. And um, I was talking to him and asking him what that process was like for him mentally. And he said, I didn't, I, I couldn't wrap my brain around it for about six weeks. 
and then he was he he remembers very specifically a moment and i won't get into details uh just because it's his story but um he remembers a very specific fairly domestic moment like nothing important was happening and he wasn't even really thinking about it but then he just collapsed from the stress of it Ooh, wow. and and i said so what do you take from that and his response blew me away it was i wish everybody could have that kind of freeing moment without the tragedy mm. Because at that point, he knew that, one, he's only got one responsibility in the moment, right? Make sure his daughter's okay. Do everything he can to make sure his daughter's okay. But then past that, once the daughter starts getting better and then better and then better and then cleared, he started a business. He started another business. He started another business just because he's not afraid of anything anymore. The worst thing that could happen got very close to happening. And, and so he's kind of not afraid of anything because none of the monetary stuff really really matters when it comes down to it and it kind of seems like that's the same position you were put in like you you just realize family gets hit uh health gets hit uh the you said grandma or the aunt my grandmother wow like it i mean it's the truth it's like in that moment only thing that matters is family and also surviving because you have these two young men who have just left home to go and start their careers and they're worried about you right yeah yeah so, like they're worried and so you just have to like okay and i have to be here for them i There's, just have to be here for them yeah yeah and the, and i i'm not even articulate enough to put into words how important it was for me to hear him say that and for me to hear you say that now that uh, almost nothing matters like there's so much that doesn't matter my house could get smaller we could lose both cars as long as those two boys that are running around in the backyard right now are healthy my wife is healthy I'm healthy and we're together I don't really care about a lot of <laughs> yeah but you know the thing about that is that a lot of people will never understand that. And like your friend said, he wished that everybody could have that freeing moment because people will never understand that. Like, they'll be like, oh, you should sell your house. Like, for what? Like, I don't need a bigger house. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I probably should get a one story. I never go, but I'm, I'm fine. Like, should do I need another car? No, I mean, it gets me from point A to point B. Right. You know, like now I'm in school and I'm having an opportunity to, to work on something that I've really been for a long time something that I've been thinking about doing for a long time but I just hadn't done it you know so it's like okay so now I have the opportunity to go to school for cybersecurity or you know security period and then see what what happens to that because at this moment there's no failing <laughs> like like it's all just oh my goodness I'm so sorry. I'm going to get the dogs outside real quick. Give me, give me oh. 30 seconds. I'm sorry. Well, that's a first. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, it's fine. Um, 
last thing you said was you just have to be there. Yeah, you just have to, I mean, just have to make sure I'm there. At what point does, nope, that's going to, nope. So actually, this is a good, that's a really good segue. So question four then is where do you find motivation? How do you keep rolling? Man, the motivation. The motivation comes from just really, I want to say not letting myself down. Or maybe, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's not letting my sons down, which would sound really crazy to both of them, I'm sure, because I can do no wrong at this moment, I'm, I'm sure. But just the motivation comes because I feel like in some, at some point, they might need me, right? And I want to be able to be there for them to say the right thing, do the right thing, or to have, you know, like... I mean, money isn't everything, but just even have the money yeah. be there. So I think that that's what kind of the motivation comes from, because I just want to make sure I'm there for not just them, for my family, you know, and be the person that everybody feel like they can come to. And that's not going to judge. Um, one of my one of my friends, she always say that the one thing that she loves about me is that I don't judge anyone. And that's just the truth, I because I feel like we all have stuff <laughs> and so my motivation comes from that too, just being able to be the person who has a listening ear for my friends that don't judge them. Um, you know, it's just those type of things that, that are important to me. I, I find it incredibly hard not to judge people. So for you to say that you don't judge people, one, I believe you, but I'm just reminded how difficult it is for me not to judge people. And one of the, th I heard it on another podcast, but uh, the host said, he kind of went on a rant about, you know, this, this so-and-so who cut you off and whatever, or this guy that doesn't get the family's the only thing, <clears throat> or this guy that's just going after the Lamborghini. They're you. They're us. Just at a different point in life. And they just either haven't had the moment that light that switches the light on, or they haven't had the moment where they needed to be afraid of of everything and really hold close to what's the most important. Like it, that's the kind of thing I have to remind myself when it comes to not judging. Is it? We're all we we're all dealing with the same crap. We're all going on basically the same journey. We're just kind of getting there in a different way. And yeah. so how, how do you how do you keep your mind open when somebody comes to you and they're a dirt bag? <laughs> and how do you how do you keep yourself from judging? Um, I'm not going to say that I don't judge and say that a dirt bag. Yeah, you're a dirt bag. But right. at the same time, yeah. I still would give you or the person. Um, I'm not going to say grace. Like you can be a dirt bag, but I don't have to be around you. Let's just say that. <laughs> right. So like. Like I'm a like I'm not judging you for wanting a Lamborghini. Yeah, right. But, but I don't want to be with someone who only thinks about a Lamborghini, right? So yeah. that's great. You go over there, you focus on your Lamborghini with your Lamborghini friends, right? And I'll just be here. And me, and when I say not judging, um, to a point where when personal things happen in their life, they might come and they tell me that something that should have been a secret or 
you know, maybe something they didn't want anyone to know. And I never look at them or judge them for being that person or being like, because I know that that could be me or that could be, you know, so judging in that way. But as far as like, if somebody's a bad person, I just, in my, in my mind, I just make up that I don't want to be around that person. Like you, you can't change that. Right. Well, and it's the same as going through your list and unfollowing people. Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact same. It's yeah. it's literally the exact same thing. I don't. You, I don't. I don't want to be around you. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to kind of kind of choose what colors you're going to paint your life with, right? Yeah. And and some people just aren't going to be in the color scheme, and that's all fine. Could be and, and and not even to say that, you know. So we go on this big. You and I go on this big talk about how family is the most important thing, but then you very eloquently and and without kicking me about it, uh, uh, then pointed out, well, but money's important too. And you're right. Like being able to make the trip however far to go see the, see the boys or to go visit this family member when they really need you, money's important too. So there's, there's like a remember what's really important, but then work your ass off to make sure that you're capable and to make sure that you are an asset to the people and and the colors that you're painting your life with right yeah so the, it's kind of a tricky thing to it and, and it's very easy it's very easy for me to say oh money's nothing well my whole life would change very drastically in a way i don't want it to if if money wasn't a thing right yeah. but there's so, different insights though too like let's say the person who can send the money but they can't give the time right <laughs> So yeah. then people give their time or, you know, and, and another thing that I want to point out is like, I'm not going to say I, I won't be friends with the purple that's that person that has a Lamborghini because right. I tell you right now, I have friends that have way more money than me and we're all yeah. really close, but we're all comfortable being who we are. And that's one thing when one of my friends are like, how long, how, how y'all all get to be friends for so long? I say, because we all like who we are. Nobody wants to be the other person. Yeah, that's. That's huge. And, and it's all about heart, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, they happen to choose a lifestyle that got them to a point that some would call more successful than another point. Mm -hmm. But it, it all depends on your heart. And if you're all and if all your hearts are in sync, then the success rate, if we're basing it on that, is pretty equal. Yeah, but then you also find out that if some of you, you might look at a person and be like, man, they got all this money and this and that, and they're looking at you like, man, this person gets to spend time with their kids and they get to travel all over. Like yeah. I have, she always says, yeah, I have a lot of money. She said, but you've been to 16 countries. She was like, I have not been anywhere. She's like, you are living. She's like, I don't travel. I don't go anywhere, but I have a lot of money. Yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> I, I just had a conversation with a friend of mine that I graduated with. Um, and he uh, kind of fell off my radar for like eight years and then after graduation, and then he popped up as having sold his first business for a couple million bucks. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? And, and that number might be wrong, but it was an insane amount of money. Wow. And, and now he's bought and sold businesses and grew businesses and sold them. And like, he's living a, a really good life. And I was asking about that. I was asking him what it's like to be a success and blah, 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 blah. And he spun it around on me. He said, you've got the wife and kids. I want that eventually. Yeah. Who's who's the success here? And I I I took that real deep because he's absolutely right. It depends on what we're what we're gauging these things on. 
and there are different there are different bars on that graph as far as what your success rate is on certain things and it's real important to be mindful if if your goal for the first 40 years of your life is to be a, a super business success then fantastic and you can measure your life on business but there there are different um, you know, and then maybe after that you want a family or maybe you want to do family first and then grow your own business or whatever. Just know where you sit. Know which one you're measuring at the moment. Because, yeah, looking across across at the other guy's house or looking at the friend's house and the cars and the pool and the maid and the whatever, if you, if you let that game play you, that leads to a very unsatisfied life. You have to know what you're measuring your own success on not on what somebody else is. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny, like the way you say that, because just imagine having all that money, but not having a person you could trust or having a wife that you don't know if she like you or your money. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like, so it's, it's one of those things. It's like a catch 22. And it's so crazy. And I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but to be transparent, I always tell my sons, chase your money and women will chase you. But you're not going to know why she's going to be there. But at least you won't be chasing women, right? (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, that's that's really funny. Well, and to that same point, one of the guys that um, I listen to pretty regularly said, if you start any uh, passion project as a way to get money, you'll never get it. Oh, no. But if you start a passion project as a way to express your passion, the money may well follow on accident, but you're already doing something you love, so you don't care. Yeah. And I think there's, I think there's something big to that. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when it comes to that bar, that success bar, I'm not real high on it, and I'm fine with it. I mean, we're living our lives, and we're, we're kind of filling our lives with, with good stuff. So I'm, I'm, pretty content where I am. Yeah, me too. Well, and then that leads us to question five. Where do you find your peace and contentment? Ooh, where do I find my peace and contentment? Hmm. I didn't think I would have to think that hard about this one, but this well, one. Well, I, I broke that up into two, into peace and contentment for a reason. I find peace to be a momentary, an event, a thought process, uh, you know, yoga, whatever. Like, it's a momentary thing. Contentment seems to be a river that's running through life. So it's, it's you could answer it either way. What's what's something that you can do to kind of ground you? For me, it was chopping wood this morning. That seems ridiculous, but I really <laughs> enjoyed it. It got me outside. It was just me, the wood, and the axe, and I, I loved it. Um, and that, that would be peace, but contentment is knowing that my kids are are fed and, and healthy and, you know, that kind of thing. So. Well, so to say, I think I find contentment in the fact that um, I don't have to do anything out of character right now to survive, right? Oh, um, that's good. Like, I've, I find it, like, I just find contentment in that because I know people who, you know, are who lose their jobs and they don't know where their next meal is going to come or from or anything like that. Well, mm-hmm. I've saved, I lived below my means. If something happens, I can survive for a little while. I find contentment in that. Um, yeah, that's find, and then I find peace. Oof. I find peace in knowing that I, oof, 
just a moment of peace in the day. Ooh, I don't even think I even think about that or like in a day finding peace. I might have to work on that. Like, I don't think I, I find it. I don't, I don't take a moment. Like I always be like, okay, you should take a moment. But I find that I don't take as many moments as I encourage other people to take. You know, Tanya would have something to say about that. I'm sure she would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, and, and and to her, I mean, if I read it off my day, she'd be like, "That's a moment. That's a moment. That's a moment." Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But for me, like being conscious of it, and you know, like today, I was like, "Man, I should have went outside and took a walk." But I'm so busy studying for this test, and so I've just been studying all day. Um, but I, I don't really. I mean, yeah, that's something I probably need to start paying more attention to. That's kind of fantastic. And the reason I say that is, um, so th this podcast is very new. This is, You're like episode 18 or something. Like it, It's very, very new. Mm -hmm. um, and my my goal with the podcast is to to anybody listening, I hope that they see somebody that is being a success on whatever level the interview is for, right? Um, mm -hmm. And to just get a glimpse at how human they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and and it's not it's it's truly not not an attempt to break anybody down. It's an attempt to to bring everybody up to a real a realization that oh, we're all just doing this thing called life as best we can, and nobody knows what they're doing. And if you have this little this little nugget in your heart that's kind of pulling on you, then maybe you should go for that. But everybody's dealt with their things. Everybody's overcome this thing or had a terrible day where they didn't overcome this thing. And we have all, because we are still here, chosen to keep moving our feet forward, right? Yeah. yeah. But, so not but, period. Yeah. Um, what I really like about you not necessarily having an answer there is because, uh, or is that, um, I don't think everybody has an answer for all these questions. Mm -hmm. I don't think everybody's thought about all these questions, or if they have thought about them, they don't have an answer that like, that like sounds great and articulate on a podcast. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not <laughs> flower. I'm, I'm not. I'm truly not trying to like, like poke your eye on this. I, I love that you, that you are aware that you don't take a moment during the day because I, I. I don't very, very often. I don't take a moment during the day. The day just goes by. I had 17 things on the list. The list is empty. Successful day, I guess. You know what I mean? Yep. You're just checking so, things off and trying to make sure that this is done or that is done. Or you and touch it's another 24 hours gone. Yep. And I, I, I really appreciate your honesty is really what I'm getting to. I appreciate your honesty that you, that you don't necessarily have that built in because one, I hope that you do. I hope that maybe this is like a, oh, I really don't do that. Maybe I should give myself five minutes here. Um, but I think it probably is going to be right in sync with somebody else's day who just checks things off and is building a life. Like you, you have your shit together. You, you are building a life and you're, you have uh, priorities that are, that are sound and, and make sense. And you're living a life in a way that makes sense also. Um, but I, I really appreciate your honesty and that you don't have an, uh, uh, 
you know, a blurb answer for some of these questions. Yeah, because so, so thank you. You're welcome. But the thing for me was you said peace, right? Mm -hmm. And so you can take moments, but that don't mean it's peace. Like you've got peace, you know, like, like. No, well, so so okay, so yes, there there is some semantic um, argument to be made there. The 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 way that I break it down is peace is a momentary thing, like happiness. You could okay. be happy watching yeah. the fireworks. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you have joy throughout your life, right? Mm -hmm. So, so that's that's kind of the difference I'm going for. So yeah. there's a semantic issue that I probably didn't didn't express well. Um, but yeah, I just I, all I meant was a, a moment that you can kind of look around and be like, yeah, things are good, and then keep going. Mm -hmm. It's not something that takes you to the next day. It only no. takes you really to the next 15, 20 minutes. Nah. Mm -hmm. So. The robot just, you just yeah. in survival mode, right? Yeah. 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 Well, and and you're neck deep in in getting these new certifications and stuff, and so I get it. Like it's difficult. Yes. Um. So that's wow. That. One that was that was just fantastic. I, that's all the questions. That's all I have. Okay. It, um, I'm really happy with all that because we hit kind of a wide, weird range of lots of stuff. <laughs> weird. <laughs> no, yeah, but that's a good word coming out of my mouth. I love, I love weird, and all I mean by that is is not not the cookie cutter podcast. I I hate. I would hate nothing more than for my podcast to turn into a cookie cutter podcast. I want it to get into the weird. I want it to get into the unusual or the not pretty or the, you know, whatever. I just, I, I want to dig into people's actual lives because these, um, these museum lives that we put on Facebook and Instagram are fake and well put together. And it's like a set list, right? Yep. We can play with people's emotions depending on what, what picture we put on. And I'm guilty of it just as much as, as the next person. So I just appreciate your candor and um, and your time. Oh, time is one of the bigger ones, but I appreciate your candor during this time. Is there anything that you have for my guests? Not, no, wrong. Is there anything that you have to tell my people that are listening that we haven't covered? Um, well, I just would like to say that you can find me at uh, Um Also, Tawana underscore shine on Instagram. Um, and like I said, the book is out. It's on Amazon and you can also get it from my website, but it's called Bruised and Broken the Shine. And um, I just want everybody to remember that stuff happens. It's not the end. And light attracts light. If you want to be around light, you have to first shine yours and you will mm. attract other light. So that's what I would like to tell them. I love that. Um, and uh, after all this is said and done, send me all that stuff so that I can add it to um, the post when it goes when the episode goes live. Um, all right, so that's been Twana. I uh, just thank you. Uh, that's been, this been great. yeah. If it wasn't uh, like COVID nineteen, I'll let you see my face. But uh, <laughs> you know, we can't go to the beauty salon and nothing. You know. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, you could put an avatar up there. You could just oh, have a little yeah. cartoon version. I'm gonna do that next time. I'll put a pretty picture of myself up. So That's funny. That's very funny. Well, <laughs> and this this whole thing is all just gonna be audio anyway. Yeah. I do the Skype thing because it's easy to record. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's that's particularly funny. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Tawana, thank you. I really appreciate it. Oh, uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Why don't you say goodbye to my people? Bye. I, I appreciate it.